podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. It's episode, well, who knows really. And I am broadcasting to you from my study here in my house in a field in beautiful rural Ireland. And I am still Trev Denny. And I'm joined tonight by Lisa Marie Hallahan and Cam Branch with Guy Drinkle taking the night off. So we are producing the show ourselves, folks. Um, uh, Lisa Marie's running around her house um, uh, pushing several buttons. Cam Branch is, uh, as ever, fiddling with his knob. And um, I'm here. Uh, I'm here doing the same. It's basically a normal show, uh, but without Guy. So if it all goes to, to the wall, um, it's Guy's fault because uh, he's not here. Um, so we want to get started, as we always do, with a little bit of a, t- a pick me up because um, we were just exchanging uh, stories there, uh, tales of, of 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 our work week woe, and um, we'd like to cheer you up a bit. We always like to do that. So. What I'm going to do is continue my little uh, recent uh, trend of Billy Connolly telling you a story, which I think is always a good way to start anything. This one's shorter um, and it is very much to the point. And what I like about it is tonight in my country, uh, there is a, a phenomenon occurring. It's called the Late Late Toy Show. So there's a show called the Late Late Show. It goes back all the way to oh, certainly 70s. Um, and it, it's an, an Irish institution. It, if you think, uh, Lisa Marie, of like Carson and then all the night show guys and wrap them all together in one, you've got what the Late Late Show is for Irish audience. And I don't think there really is an equivalent cam in England for that sort of uh, you know, late night or not post nine o'clock talk show thing that's been in existence for donkey's years. I don't think there no, is one. I can't um, you know, Wogan had a bit of a spin there for a while where he had his chat show and that was mightily, mightily successful and, and popular. But there's nothing Parkinson's? like Parkinson, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Parkinson. And actually, Parkinson used to have um, um, Billy Connolly on quite a lot as well. But anyway, here I have Billy on the Late Late Show from, um, oh, I would say it's the 80s. And he's telling a little story. Um, specifically showing uh, Gay Byrne, the host, and his Irish audience that he can tell jokes without them needing to be in any way blue or offensive. So hopefully you'll enjoy this. Come on, go on. I'll tell you, I met a man called Hector Nickel, who is one of my heroes. He's a Scottish comedian, and he's he's a very old-fashioned comedian. And I mean that in the nicest way. He, He looks like someone from the past and we were talking about jokes and he has started to resurrect jokes he said it's really weird Billy because he's been 50 years a comedian this man 
And he said that some of my old stuff, he said, has gone down really well. He said, that stuff I was telling him when I was a boy. And I said, tell me. And he told me this joke, and I've been howling all week. I'm sitting in the airplanes, and I burst out laughing. He said it was, uh, there was um, a signalman in British Railways, right? The, the signal operator in his little shed in, in Highland somewhere. And he decided he would like a bit of promotion, you know. And don't panic, this isn't a dirty one. <laughs> this is live television game. <laughs> no, this, the reason I love it is it's so old-fashioned and clean. The way, the way these end-of-the-peer comedians used to be. But it's great. So he says, this wee guy, he wants a bit of promotion. So we wrote off to British Rail and they wrote back and sent a guy up. He said, you have to do the, the signal man's examination. He says, oh, all right, fine. He says, well, here's your first question. He says, supposing you're in your signal box and two trains are heading towards each other in the same line, what do you do? He says, oh, I dash over there to my emergency lever, pull it straight back, thereby activating the signals. He said, but what if you get there and you find it's completely jammed, immovable? Oh, in that case, I would rush out the signal box, dash along the line to the manually operated points and deftly pull back the manually operated point. What if the manually operated point had been struck by lightning and it was totally immovable? In that case, I would dash back to my signal box, up there, press the electronically operated button that would put all the signals to emergency on position. What if the signal box was in fire? Well, he says, in that case, I'd dash down the road and get my Uncle Alistair. He said, why? He said, he's never seen a train crash. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Got to enjoy a little bit of a, a little bit of clean Billy Connolly here at the start of his show. And uh, I am looking forward to talking um, all things Liverpool with my two podcast pals tonight. And I'm joined, first of all, by... Lisa Marie Hannah and Lisa Marie, how are you doing? I'm doing very fine. Thank you, Trevor. Good, good. And it's good to have you back after a Thank week you. off. And um, nice to have you back in the fold again. And I have I have a uh, uh, lots of different questions for you about um, uh, Liverpool-related things. And we will be talking about more, the most recent games and looking forward to the one to come up. And like I said to yourself and Cam as well, I wouldn't mind talking about some of the other bigger stories. Like we always like to have a laugh at the Manx and have they actually made a good decision for once. And we could talk about that. And maybe also even have a look at some of the more dodgy journalism that's been going on recently. But let's start, as always, with just your opening thought before we get near any Liverpool stuff. What have you got for us? Well, it's not really a thought so much as I, um, since we I was last on with you, I attended a reunion for my high school graduating class. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I just thought it might be a little bit fun to, to share with everyone a few things that happened the year that I graduated from high school and, and see if you all can, can figure out what year that was. Well, obviously it was 2002, right? Oh, yes. You're so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's go. This is, this is the go. I love this, right? A quiz, Cam. It's a kind of quiz. It's kind of a quiz. It's not really, but but sort of. So um, popular movies that were released that year included Silence of the Lambs, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Um, so therefore, popular songs, of course, included the very popular Brian Adams song from Robin Hood, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. <laughs> Um, notable persons who we lost that year included Freddie Mercury, um, sort of major historical events. 
events were the first Gulf War, Operation Desert Storm began, um, also the end of apartheid in South Africa. But here's the one that really, really, really hit home. Here's a few footballers who were born the year that I graduated from high school. Okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yes. Eden Hazard, Tiago Alcatara, Kevin De Bruyne, Virgil Van Dyke, Roberto Firmino. So yes, gentlemen, just to gather a guess as to what <laughs> what reunion I just attended. What number was that? What year did I graduate from high school? Well, this is this is actually I I love this this feature and and Cam you're up next week. Uh, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is a great idea. And by the way, we won't embarrass you by asking. Oh, fuck it, we'll embarrass you by asking. Is it the same? Is it the same as as what we what we call second year secondary school here in Ireland? Um, runs from like thirteen to seventeen, eighteen, that kind of age group. Is that is that the equivalent of high school? Or is it that, is, yeah. It, depending on where your birthday falls, I was yeah. I was eighteen, um, but yeah, seventeen, eighteen is, okay. is typically. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, what's interesting here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let Cam be the one to guess first, but what's interesting here is. All of these are touchstones for myself because that was the year that I finished my second level education as well and did my leaving certificate examination. So it is obviously something that I remember too. So I have an unfair advantage here over uh, Kaminder. But we'll ask Cam, what, you, what, what year do you reckon, pal? Well, I've got, I know everything you've said, that, um, and I, I'm trying to work it out off the footballers' age because they're all around the the 30 mark give or take a year here or a year there so um um i'm gonna say 1992 actually 1991 oh, it so was, it was my 30 year high school reunion yeah <laughs> yeah wow i mean we should just pretty much shelve everything that we had intended to talk about and get into this um, oh no let's not <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean i, I know like it's, it's an american institution right? these reunion type things we don't do them so much here my dad was in the army they they do they like to do reunions and they they had a really good sort of um social committee and so they'd have these reunions and he Man, he loved them. It was great because they got to, you know, relive old times and stuff. But, you know, army days bring you through your 20s. Like that was, I think, 28, 29, leaving the army. So that's a lot of adult years. But remembering the days of your teenage years after 30 years, what do you have in common with those people, Lisa Marie? I mean, apart altogether from the cultural references, it's a bit... I mean, is is it was it the cliche of everyone saying, well, here's the car I'm driving and here's my my new my new trophy husband stroke wife or what, what kind of thing was it? No, it really wasn't. You know, it wasn't a lot of that. You know, what's so funny is, I mean, there are some people that I, you know, that I graduated from high school with that. I mean, I had gone to school with since I was like seven years old. So, you know, we went all the way through school together and. You know, but what was the most interesting to me was, so we had a reunion for, you know, 10 and then 20 and then now 30. And what was the most interesting was how much people had really changed in the last 10 years. I mean, it was like there were a couple of people that it took me a minute to to recognize. Oh, you mean like, physically, oh, right? You, you physically, don't, yes. Yeah, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there was 
obviously at the 10, not a whole lot of that. Um, yeah, a little bit at the 20, but yeah, I mean, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> well, you see, the thing about it is that not everyone can be as well preserved for their age as you, and, and, and things start to go pretty fucking pear-shaped for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> You know, totally trust me, I do not. With, I should, you know, I should send you all a picture of what I look like when I graduate from high school. I am, I don't look exactly the same either. But you know, I mean, you know, bits, bits start to fall off. You know, yes. uh, bits don't look the same shape as they once did, and other bits are sort of bit bigger. What, what, <laughs> you know, some, there you were know. a lot of a lot of guys that had a lot less hair. Well, listen, I mean, uh, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not judging. It was just, it was like when you were so used to looking at, you yeah, know, this guy yeah, or yeah. that guy with a full head of hair. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh. It okay. is very jarring. <laughs> it is very jarring. It, like, I mean, for example, all, you know, it, 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 we've only ever seen Cam with, you know, his, his lovely uh, flowing locks there. And uh, this uh-huh. is, it's absurdly uh, on, on graying beard. So to see Cam, I think, you know, with shaved Barnet would be quite shocking. Um, so I, I can, I can, I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing, seeing some of your old classmates. They might not recognize me. I uh, won't recognize I, you. Pal. No, no, no because I used to wear a tur- I used to have a turban. At, uh, uh, okay. During my younger years, so I had a beard. I've I've always pretty much had a beard most of my life. Yeah. Um. So, the beard they may sort of see the face. They may still recognise the face. Um. You know, face changes a little bit, but not massively, does it? No. Um. The eyes. No. The eyes are always a giveaway for anybody, aren't they? Your mm-hmm. eyes never really change. So. Um. But yeah, I mean, they might recognise me straight away if I was wearing a baseball cap or something and say, oh. That's Cammy's wearing a baseball cap. He's not wearing a turban. Um, The thing that is also just kind of fun is just the different places, I guess, in life that that people are. Because you had, you you know, people who started families, Mm. you know, at a relatively young age. And so there are people who are now grandparents. Um, And then you have others that waited later, you know. to have children so that's kind of an interesting um spectrum you know just just across the board of where of where people just kind of are in you know in their families and raising their families or everything so it's 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 constant source of um amusement to me to see all my 40 something year old pals running around uh after tiny little tots um exhausting themselves while I wonder what uh, I'll watch on Netflix later and how many podcasts I'll do and um you know that type of thing it's just it, you know it's 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 a mindset and when you're in it obviously you're just in it but fair play to them I don't know where they find the energy at that stage of their lives um uh you know but uh Cam I mean I'm right aren't I those the reunion thing it isn't well no actually maybe it's a bit bigger in 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 your neck of the woods is it more of a thing have you ever done one um i've done two reunions i went to a school reunion um for um high school and it was like didn't recognize anyone Um, how many years man how many years oh this was about 10 15 years ago so okay. it would have been, a, I mean, what was that? Uh, 10 years ago, it would have been uh, late 30s, early 40s, I was. So it's about 25 years, maybe. Okay. Something like that. I, 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 and I almost felt like 
I was in the wrong year. If that makes yeah. sense, because I, I, just <laughs> couldn't, I just couldn't relate to anybody at all. And I'm, I'm thinking, and it was like, it was a whole year thing. And it was like, I don't recognize anybody here from, from this year. It was like there was no one from my actual class in there in that reunion. So I felt I felt really out of place, even though I was at the right place, because it was just I, I couldn't relate to anybody at all. Um, I think maybe only one or two people out of about 50 or 60. So it just felt really odd. Um, I went to a works reunion once and uh, again, and it was it was only like from about 20 years ago. But um, again, just felt really weird. Just didn't feel because everybody's moved on. They're all different. They're, there's, you know, you, 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 you can't, I couldn't relate to anyone, even though, you yeah. know, you, you reminisce about, say, you know, the old stories of, you know, uh, we used to go to the pub on after work and have a drink. And you think, well, yeah, but that's pretty much all we did. You know, what, and then you're like, why am I actually here? <laughs> I love the idea of you in the middle of a room having an existential crisis going, I don't know what any of this is about. Why am I here? Why it's am I coming? Day, Trev. It's not. It's it's, it's, it's it's, yeah, yeah, that's that's just Thursday for Cam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> I appear to be outside some sort of service station. I don't know anything. I've been driving for days. Um, Yes. What have you What have you got to kick us off with? Oh, let's just open my phone. It's on here, right? Okay, I got a little quote for you. My team played like school kids in the final half hour. There will be no day off on Wednesday. Just more training. Oh, I genuinely haven't a clue. Do you know? Christmas? No. <laughs> genuinely haven't a clue. And normally with you, you go with someone who's been reasonably uh, re- recent and topical. So I'm I'm going to go out on a, on a on a limb and say it's Contessa, uh, uh, was it? Who? The Porto manager. Nope. Is okay. it Ralph Hassenhudel, the Southampton manager? No. No. Okay. Well, it, well it, it wasn't Mikel Arteta who was defending his players against a bad Klopp man. <laughs> the mean, scary Klopp. Yeah, the mean, scary Klopp. Nope. So go on, tell us. We were at, we're all out of guesses. Ralph Ragnick. Oh God, of course it's the new lad. It's the new uh, lad. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I am very, very curious uh, to talk to you about that and what that might mean uh, later on. If either of you have any uh, opinions on the matter, one way or the other. But uh, well, of course you will, one way or the other. But I do want to start with a kind of. Um, Reds related topic like we always do which is basically just to ask you what was your takeaway story of the week and while you guys are kind of gathering your thought your thoughts on it I'll go to Lisa Marie first um so your choice of Arsenal or Porto or both uh while you're gathering your thoughts on which of um what what, what was your takeaway that you want to focus in on I'd have to say and I'm going here now to one of the stories that um that I was I was saying would be tangential to the show we might touch on. But for me, it's the one that's stuck in my craw and the one that's annoyed me most. Yes, we've had two lovely wins during the week. Um, but what I was struck most by was the power of modern media and the dangers of modern media and the dangers of how 
a decent person can be maligned and uh, you know potentially ruined um by some you know badly intentioned people and uh we had a microcosm of everything that's wrong with the world during the week where a journalist decided to be a confrontational um, and disingenuous idiot and take Jurgen Klopp up deliberately wrong on something that he said. Now, that would be okay if and uh, when it was about something other than the topic in question, which expanded to the bigger idea of Jurgen being somehow racist in his dismissal of the AFCON in the eyes of this gent, which is the actual opposite, the exact opposite of what the man did. Um, you know, in a kind of climate where you have to be very, very careful about what you say all the time and you have to watch your P's and Q's um, because there is always someone, no matter how well-intentioned you are, who will you know, take offence. You have a fellow there who walks that line, I think, brilliantly in Jurgen. Even though he is a man who's older than uh, myself, he's of a, he's of a, he's he's you know he's of a generation where uh, you know might necessarily be clued in and all the things. But he makes a real effort, and he always does try to be um, both inclusive and all the rest of it. But the irony is, he's one of the biggest proponents of his players going away to play international football and certainly would never say anything other than complimentary stuff about other places and other competitions uh, in that respect uh, because he wouldn't want to insult his players and actually like we know what he was doing was saying you know just a small matter of an African Nations Cup which uh, will take away two if not three of our best footballers uh, you could it couldn't have been clear what the man was saying and yet we had this imbecile this uh, dangerous um, um, operative coming in and asking questions and like I say being deliberately disingenuous and what it led to was a whole train of tweets uh, in response and um, outrage in response because that's literally like I said it's a microcosm of everything's wrong with the world now you just have to say something and now it exists now it's a thing and you can take a position in favor or against it as if it's a thing but the problem was it wasn't a thing it never happened what this man was saying Jürgen said he did not say and therefore all the bullshit that came after it was completely irrelevant even the people defending Jurgen were wasting their breath because what he had, what he was accused of, didn't occur in the first place. But that doesn't matter. That's what I mean. I think it's just dangerous, and I think, it, hopefully, it opened people's eyes up to the dangers of spouting nonsense when you don't really know the context. We all know the people who go on Twitter. They see a lot. Let's keep it the sport. They see something. They read a headline, and they react to the headline. They don't arm themselves with the facts of the situation. And all of a sudden they take a position and it's just incredibly dangerous. It wound me up no end over the week. I have to say, as it was occurring, as I was seeing it happen, as I was seeing this absolute idiocy spouted in support of this jackass who was talking <laughs> nonsense in the first place. And I just, you know, it, it made me it made me very, very frustrated by um, by the constraints that we have to work in in this sort of thing. I, you know, I, I don't know how you how you guys felt about it, but my thing is always, uh, you know, I have that 
you know, inner caveman. I want to wade in and start slapping lads' heads and busting heads together. But I usually take my time and take a breath, compose about 79 tweets and then put one out that's not going to hurt anyone's feelings. That's quite lame in response, but it's all you can do because you don't want to add to the insanity um, by being irrational yourself. I mean, when you saw this, I know you did, Lisa Marie, I think I, think I noted you either joining in on one of the conversations or, or certainly commenting on um, I mean, do you, do, do, do you, do you share, share the, 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 the viewpoint with me or, or, or am I seeing it a little bit extreme? I'm, I'm happy to be wrong on this. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Absolutely. I, it is so frustrating when people take things out of context, even if it isn't as sensitive or controversial an issue as as this potentially is or could be, you know, even just some other. Th- it, it just frustrates me. And, and there are times where I see things and I'll be like, did they really say that? And I take the time to, you know, either read the full article or see the full clip and see the context in what, um, you know, in what was being said, because it is so, so easy. I mean, I am sure I have said things in my life. I, I have a strong sarcastic streak that if it was just pulled out of context would be very offensive, you know, or or whatever. And it it is. You're absolutely right. It is is very frustrating, um, you know, piece of the world we live in today. Not just the fact that you have a journalist that'll pull something out of context, and you know, in in an effort to gain attention to themselves, or you know, get additional clicks or whatever. But the fact that everyone is so reactionary. I mean, anybody who knows Jurgen Klopp. You know, not that we're best friends or anything, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, anyone who has been around Liverpool, even, I mean, not even like us as fans, but I would think even, you know, within the Premier League should have the sense to know, and there, I know I that was right there, should have the sense to know that that's not something, you know, it, it was, he didn't mean it the way it was made to appear. And and again, I think we're the club that is going to be affected the most by AFCON, you know, as far as our first team players and everything. So it surely is not in any way a little tournament for us in January. And I just used, you know, air quotes as I said that, which you guys can't see, but. Um. <laughs> it's OK. We're not going to cancel you. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, or inverted commas, that's what you all say. Um, yeah, but it's just, it is, it's so frustrating. Now, I didn't follow it closely. I think what I reacted more to was, was what you said, Trevor, and I'm like, okay, what's he wound up about now? Well, just because when he gets wound up, his comments amuse me. Um, <laughs> Oh, I like this laugh. <laughs> oh God, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you. We, I cut cut you off in your prime there, with you while you were in the middle. No, of, no, uh, I'm good. <laughs> it, it, it's it, Cam. I don't know if you did you did you follow any of this? Did you watch any of uh, this? Or? No, I, I I saw the clippings of um, you know, Jurgen calling out a reporter or something, and uh, 
I just thought, oh yeah, just usual gutter press crap, in it. So yeah. um, well, it you know, was that. It was that, and it was just it 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 was so disingenuous, and it was clearly intended to um draw attention to the person themselves and here's me asking this question and now now you can all talk about the, the thing that i talked about even though it's not real but you'll be talking about me and quote tweeting me while you're doing it and like i i have to say i i, I honestly god i hope he ends up uh reporting on um you know um the uh the 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 broken down pipes in the in the uh, local uh, uh market for the rest of his life because i, I that, that, that will be consequences for him the, the, there might be man and there might not be there might what it might do is give him the uh, some sort of a shot in the arm because it, 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 there was a huge groundswell of of people going yes i mean um you don't understand what it's like and it's very demeaning and uh, racist and blah 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 all based on the, on something that wasn't said so even like what i'm saying is these people who are coming out in support of this guy were assuming assuming that what he said was real and it wasn't and it's just it's just it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a very frustrating uh fact I, I i there was an awful lot of talk i suppose around the trump time of how we uh were now in a post-truth world um wow i mean that is so true you just it doesn't matter you just say something now it's real now you have to react to it now you adopt a position and away you go um let the hunger games commence it's just <laughs> you know it's it's frustrating anyway yeah, that's what yeah sorry what i was going to say was um about the consequence side of it is um other clubs will be looking at this journalist and i use that term very loosely and um they'll be thinking if he's trying to throw jürgen under the bus like that what's he going to do with our manager yeah yeah maybe man maybe and, then, and maybe. there could be a knock-on effect there you know because Managers talk to other managers. Managers see other managers' press conferences, and they're going to look at that and they're going to think, "Yeah, do we want this fella in here?" And um, stirring up shit like that unnecessarily, you know. Um, it's some of these press conferences are bad enough because some of the questions being asked are just ridiculous, and you can see Jurgen sitting there and he just sighing to himself, and they're like, "What bullshit questions are these?" You know. Let's yeah, there was the one, football. I think it was before the Porto game, that press conference where somebody, one of the journalists was asking what he thought about the, the Man United, you know, manager search and situation. He was yeah, just and like, like, what's what's that? That to do with me? Yeah, <laughs> not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it got, it got worse when, when Jürgen said, look, I'm not really sure what, what you want me to do with that. And the guy went on to speak again for ages and clarify his point. And then you can just close them down. It was it was quite embarrassing for all concerned. But again, I agree. I agree with the point that you're making, Cam. He, these guys have one job, <laughs> you know. That's uh, a difficult job, honestly. It, uh, well, one question, I mean, you know, they get one question. One get question. It right. Get just get it right, you know. At, at least make it relevant or make it something. Even if it is just, you know, to get the the. Uh, you can understand, right? They all want to get the magic quote, especially about something controversial. But like there there are ways around it. I mean, the couple of times I've sat in in press conferences myself, and uh, uh, the most recent one actually for me was back in the Brendan Rodgers era, and you know, I I I, I was I could have. 
I could have tried to core controversy, but I asked Brendan a question that I knew would get Brendan going full Brendan, and he did. I said, uh, is it important for you, Brendan, to have footballers who are both technically proficient and can play in a number of positions? Now, he might as well have come over and hugged me. Like, he was just like, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, That's a good question. And off he went, and he just gave it the full Brendan. And it was lovely, you know. Um, uh, I think Gags was in a similar situation when he went to... um the US tour and he got got in on a press conference with Klopp managed to ask a question and he asked a I think he asked a, pe- a question on press pressing because obviously Gags is the press yeah 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 it's very yeah. relevant to him yeah, yeah. and um, Jürgen was like I think you know taken aback wow somebody's actually asking me a football question you know <laughs> and, it, and he was just like totally engaged with him then yeah, you know, well, imagine, imagine, imagine they, what you've got there is you've got you've got representatives of fan media there who actually want to know about the football uh, as opposed to the guff that they get asked on a regular basis, like the utter nonsense yeah. <laughs> that these guys do. I, I, it's a strange one. Anyway, I have brought us way, way, way off being my little rant. And I, I, I do apologize if, 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 if that was excessively negative. But I don't really mean it. Uh, and uh, therefore, I want to get back to the football talk. And I did get you had lots of time now to think about what was your takeaway story from the week that you want to focus on, uh, which is Reds related. So there were two games. And I know, Cam, you, you had more exposure to one than the other. So yeah. with that in mind, we'll give you first dibs, uh, seeing as you have less to choose from. What was the thing that you'd like to focus on that you saw from the Reds over the last week? Um, I was lucky enough to be at Anfield on Saturday. Oh, nice. Um, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so um, uh, Harinda took me up. Um, uh, thank you, Baji. I uh, really appreciate that. Um, we had a great day. We we got to saw Nina on the way up as well. Brilliant. Time with her. So that was thoroughly needed for all parties concerned. So, um, and, you know, we, we got to Anfield and um, it was a strange one because, uh, you know, it's like Lisa asked me a question. What's the atmosphere like? And I'll be honest with you, for what is, you know, before the game, it was non-existent. There was no atmosphere at all. I honestly thought I sat at Highbury, the library. It was that quiet. And um, it was it's just really, really strange. And, and, it, <laughs> and it's, it, it started to pick up a little bit as the game went on. The game went on, obviously. Then um, Lego Man has his hissy fit, and uh, obviously that got got the crowd going a lot more. But even then, it wasn't. I, I, I must admit, I was a little disappointed with the atmosphere. And um, where did you uh, say you were sitting, man? Were you main? Stand? I was in the, I was in the uh, main grandstand, uh, yeah. uh, in the upper tier, and um, uh, I had the uh, the the male model himself uh, sat next to me, Mr. Dan Kennett. So, um, and uh, you're you're very very taken with young Kenneth, aren't you? I mean, you you make a point of mentioning Dan's looks every time that you 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 have well, the opportunity. Well, actually, started it, so I thought I'd just carry on the carry on this tradition. Oh, sorry, you're right. Actually, it was Harinder, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was Harinder. Yeah, so, um, I'm 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 very very fascinated by this little mini obsession that you've now taken on as well. I'm I'm sure <laughs> at this moment Dan Kennett is doing. Uh, and Dan, if you if you do happen to listen to this. I would just make slight changes, maybe change the locks, um, you know, maybe <laughs> well, get him on the list. know where he is now because we dropped him off home. So, oh, uh, Christ, mate. So you've, we, you've... We, 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 we've zoned in on a certain area now. 
Dan, 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 you fucked it, pal. You've really fucked it. That's terrible. Oh no. Well, there's, no esca- there's no escaping the the tw- the twin affections of 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 Harinder and and Cam from now on for you, Dan. That's it. Game <laughs> over, lad. Uh, I, 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 I. So I'm 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 you're I'm leaning towards the fact that. You're going to do a negative story about the bad atmosphere at Anfield. Is that where you're bringing us here on this one? No, no. I don't want to do a negative because we know we don't need to, you know, Anfield can't be brilliant 100 times out of 100. Exactly. I think that's a good point. It's just it's it's, it's impossible. So, no, no, I I, I don't want to do a negative on on that at all. I mean, um, my my focus is, is the game. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. And and you know what part of the game I enjoyed the most? Go on. The first half hour. Really? Yeah. And I actually said this to Dan. I said, I like what we're doing. I actually like what we're doing today because we are playing with control. We are. It's like a chess game out there right now. And we are sizing up the opposition and we are working them the way we want to work them we're not letting them do anything whatever they are trying to do we can't figure it out and maybe it's because we didn't let them do what they wanted to do with that control in the first half hour and because of that control and that created that solidity that has been lacking all season really now, whether it was a case again of um, we've just battered a really shit team again because that's what we do this season. We batter shit teams. Yes, that includes you, Manchester United. So um, um, whether it's a case of that, I'm not sh- so sure because the Arsenal were 10 games unbeaten. They were coming in with a, a reasonable amount of confidence. They've got a settled back, back line, back four. The goalkeeper's been apparently is now... Um, he he's he's like Messi out of this world. So um, that they were secure and solid. They got two DMs who were sitting there protecting, and you got the wonderful talents of Saka and uh, Emmett Smith Rowe. And I I was expecting magical magical things from them, and it didn't happen. And that's down to I think that's predominantly down to that that control and. Working Arsenal, moving them out of position, and this is an Arsenal team that hasn't conceded a, with that centre back pairing. I don't think they've conceded a goal in the first half. Enjoying this podcast? Then why not supercharge your support for the Reds with Anfield Index Pro? With around 30 premium podcasts every month, AI Pro offers the very best reviews, reaction, and debate on all things LFC. From the acclaimed statistics and deep dive analytics found in our Under Pressure podcast, to the transfer links, scouting reports and fast live reaction shows we record after every match, AI Pro is home to our very best content. With regular appearances by Reds legends like Jan Mulby and Sir Kenny Dalglish, plus insight from journalists, sports scientists, coaches and psychologists, we'll help bring you closer to the club you love. There's never been a better time to take AI Pro for a test drive, available on all popular podcast platforms, with free apps for iOS and Android. You can try it absolutely free with no strings attached. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com to start your seven-day free trial now. Yeah. And um, we there is... The, we scored. 
there is a tangent that we could go off on, which we won't do because it happens on enough podcasts in and around the makeup of the uh, the that um, central area of the field, uh, which you could certainly uh, engage with. But there was, you're right, there was a discipline to to the performance that was very very enjoyable to watch, and I mean, very few people could have. Very few people did predict. I mean, you talk about how you enjoyed the first 20 minutes um, because it was, you know, compared to the rest of the game, there weren't that many uh, uh, moments of, of great insight or uh, sorry, great excitement in that opening period. Um, I had occasional chance to glance up from my uh, constantly either watching my screen or typing on my, my, my computer making notes. And um, I checked my Twitter feed. And I won't lie to you, lads, the, the absolute negativity was stunning. I mean, I saw a lad saying, that's it, no chance of winning this game, we're losing this game. And that was about <laughs> 15, 20 minutes in. Well, meanwhile, uh, according to, to Cam, he's sitting there quietly delighted with um, telling um, telling Dan that everything's going well and um, he'll be around his gaff later on for tea. <laughs> um, you know, so it, it's amazing the way people perceive the game differently. And it really is. It just shows you again, you know, <laughs> you, you've had this experience recently, Lisa Marie, but Twitter is not a good way to follow a game, is it? <laughs> I mean, no, it's just no. <laughs> and, you know, I ended up watching that game in, uh, Trevor, I know you know this. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned it to you, Cam. In, in a different way for me, um, because I was I was doing the dance mom thing on Saturday, and so I wasn't at home. Can we clarify there, that you were not dancing? You are No, I was not dancing. My daughter was at um, like a workshop thing up in Nashville and there's a restaurant in Nashville where the official Liverpool, you know, club meets to watch the games. And my husband's been there a couple times, um, usually for like Champions League games. And but I had never been there. So I was like, well, OK, I don't have anything else to do. So I went over there and it's the first time I've ever watched a game, a match anywhere other than at home. So it was it was fun to be, you know, in a room. Um, they've got a like upstairs part to this restaurant that is dedicated to Liverpool. They've got, you know, stuff all over the walls and everything. It's great with, you know, this whole group. And I didn't know a person in the room. You know, I didn't, didn't know anyone. Um, ended up sitting at the end of kind of a long table. There's a group of four. And I said, you know, can, do you mind if I sit down here? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And you know, well, the, the one gentleman said, you know, you're not a Arsenal fan, are you? Because <laughs> I wasn't wearing anything Liverpool. I did have a red like sweatshirt on, but other than that. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, of course, in the during the course of the match, you know, ended up kind of chatting with them, them here or there. But but that was a lot of fun for me because I had never done that before where and, you know, and it was you you felt the crowd grow as as we grew into the game, you felt kind of that excitement level build yeah. a bit. Um, so anyway, so that was it, look, it. It looked good. It looked like there was a bit of an atmosphere. There was certainly a bit of crowd. Everyone was wearing the colors and yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know, I'm 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 excited for you because it is quite. It's another little kind of landmark and when you you know you you've you've told us you, you took this on like you know as a as a as an interest you know in a comparatively recent uh time period so this is another little lands land, uh, landmark where you go and you're surrounded by fellow reds again mostly who you don't know and usually in, in in the case of an awful lot of people whether it's you know whatever a fan event or whatever you don't know people and it's 
it's it's a nice thing, isn't it? There's a lovely collective sort of a buzz that goes on there that you can really get into. Yeah, absolutely. I I did. I really enjoyed it. And I mean, we've we my husband and I've talked about you know a few times like oh you know maybe we should go because it's I mean this restaurant is probably a good forty or so minutes away from where we live. Yeah. And forty forty five and you know and it's like oh do we huh, we don't really want to drag up there. <laughs> But now, yeah, I might be a little more up for it, you know, depending on obviously what else we have going on on the day when, you know, when the matches are and everything. But but it was it was fun. You know, so I guess next step Anfield. Right. Um, no, well, no, no, no. <laughs> next step. Next step is what you do is you get your your uh, your eldest to drive you and your hobby up and you get um, oh. sev- several, <laughs> several uh, strong beverages into you during a match and then you get junior to drive you home again. That's the next step let's 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 maybe steps take it come on baby step it okay all right i'll let you put put together a plan for me um moving forward you're not ready for anfield yet damn (laughs) (laughs) calm down (laughs) anfield is is quite it's quite the experience all right with um my first time over there so all those years ago i i was surrounded by a lot of irish people obviously uh, and in the most cliched way possible my first experience there i had a lad on my left who was pretty much asleep for the entirety of the match and i had a lad on my right who was literally hugging everybody so that's it a welcome to anfield you know uh, that was it for me I, it, it, it's 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 all just very shades of gray after that um <laughs> i i, I wonder as well i mean cam you know just to finish off on this point that you're making about that arsenal game can we take it as an indicator along with the result you know two nights ago that you know maybe the reports of the reds demise have been greatly exaggerated you know an awful lot of people were oh that's it game over league over we can't we can't uh can't possibly uh catch them now you know four points you know um <laughs> you, you you i know you were never one of those who was throwing the towel in but i genuinely feel that well it's, and it's not stupid stupid talk i genuinely feel like we're absolutely bang in with a shout of all of the big competitions that we're in especially the two major ones uh, do you do you still feel like that um i I'd say we're probably more favourites for the Champions League than the, the Premier League. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, Chelsea are looking particularly good, but it's only been 11 games. What is it? 11 games? 10, 12 games? Whatever it is. I mean, I don't look at the table. It's not even worth looking at the table right now, is it? So um, unless you top, that's that's all you're interested in, really, aren't you? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I know we're, we're four points behind. Um, um, I don't like being four points behind. It annoys me. But quite frankly, we haven't played that well this season. Mm. And um, but there are twenty six well, games remaining, as you point out quite rightly. Yeah, and and that's an awful lot of football. No, nobody's ever won the league in November. Not that I'm aware of. Um, I'm I'm pretty damn certain in the history of the football league and the Premier League. Nobody's ever actually won the league in November, um, so uh, you know I'd 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 probably put money on that that nobody's ever won the league in November. So um, you know it's 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 ridiculous to say we're not in the league. I mean we're not we've we've not got a chance of winning the league. You know that that's just that's just nonsense talk from everybody concerned who 
who would even think about um, saying that. So, uh, I mean, the other was it last week? Um, how many points were Man City behind? The other, they were behind us a couple of weeks back, weren't they? They were third and we were second. Were they out of the league? Yeah, exactly. And, and Man, yeah. City are, Man City are three points off the top, whereas we're four off. Are they out of the league? Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's, it, it's it's nonsense talk. It is. It's absolute nonsense talk. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't pay attention to that sort of stuff. So um, to say, I mean, for me now, I mean, uh, you know, everybody goes on or that it used to be the top four, you know, the mythical top four, which used to be Liverpool, United, uh, Chelsea and Arsenal. Back in, you know, when, when Rafa was there, it was the top four. That was the top four. Then it became the top six with, um, you know, Tottenham was suddenly making a noise. And um, obviously Man City came in with their gazillions. So they became one of the one of the big boys. For me right now, it's the top three. There's only three teams that have got a chance of winning this league. And yeah, I think, I that, think that's, that's the top three. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And 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 the reason though those three are the only teams that have got a chance of winning the league right now is because got they are the three best teams in the league. Everybody else is chasing. You know, you've got four or five teams possibly chasing for fourth spot, and I'm not really sure who those four or five teams are realistically because you you could you could throw a hat, you could throw a blanket over them, couldn't you? You know, like you know West Ham or something in the mix. Who would have said that at the beginning of the season? Yeah, obviously you can't discount United. They, they've still got quality players. Um, they've done the wrong thing in getting rid of Oli. That was a terrible decision. They should never have done that. Awful. Awful. You know, I mean, that board needs sacking, and they need to bring Oli back. And I mean, I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, I thought we were famous for petitions. I'm surprised we haven't started one yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, who else is that? Um, I'm struggling, you know. Tottenham are not in the races. Tottenham, Arsenal, Tottenham and Arsenal will be in, will be in the chat in the chat for that fourth spot as well. And yeah. the only other, the other people who are in and around there are Wolves of Brighton, and, and that's not going to be a thing. No. Um, yeah. So so it it, it is going to be a matter of if West Ham can hang in there, or West if Ham have got be. a damn good chance of playing damn good football. But obviously that result last week will will throw them a little bit. I mean, Michael yeah. never had that the week before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Then that's football, isn't it? That's the beauty. Every, every team is capable of beating every team. And so with that in mind, what's to say Chelsea won't lose the next three games? Yeah, well, it's all fun and games now, but at some point, um, Tommy's going to have to move house because his crawl space is full. And then we'll have an opportunity, <laughs> you know. We'll have an opportunity. I'm sent to uh, the Brookside theme, man. Maybe exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it can't. It can't stay fine for Tommy. It just can't. He's, Tommy can't be happy for long. Uh, we know this. Uh, so it's the, the, the wheels will come off there. And I'd say, yeah, it's 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 a very interesting one to look at. And I want to get into your uh, Liverpool uh, recent story that you want to look at as well, Lisa Marie, before we kind of run out of road here. So uh, we do obviously have our, our, our wrap ups to do as well. So what was it that you wanted to pick out? Having, having seen both games, I know you, your thing was uh, going to, to, to see that one away. Was that was that actually what you were going to lean into was the, the experience? Uh, no, not really. Um, I just had a couple other comments. You know, I know since Cam didn't get a chance to watch the Porto game, you know, I, I did. Um, 
you know, I was interested in the takes on Nico Williams' performance because it seemed like there were just as many going, oh, Nico's playing well today. And there are other people who are going, huh, Nico's not playing that great. Yeah. I, 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 one thing I noticed the most about, to me, if anything, he seemed to be playing with more confidence than I remember him playing, you know, some of the times, probably more so last season when he kind of got put in for Trent. He just then looked kind of, nervy or unsettled or just you know to me he looked if anything else he looked more confident he might not have been making you know and he's not Trent let's be real yeah you know he's a good player but he's not they're not like for like and um but I think I know he's from he's been playing well for the Welsh national team here lately and I think that's just given him a bit of confidence to be just more sure of himself and you know put his foot forward, you know, when, when he is in the team. So, I mean, that was one thing. Um, um, I'm really interested in this Tyler Morton kid. Um, I think, I think and everyone keeps talking about his um, slight stature, I suppose. Well, you know, Fabino is not exactly what I would call bulky. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see, I, th- I think what happened there, at least Marie was, unless I'm wrong. I think Clapo sort of added to the fire. There. He did. He you did. Know. And it, and you know, he's still young. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, if you look at a picture of Trent at 19, yeah, I mean, a picture of Steven Gerrard at 19. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, exactly, know, I mean, you, you do, you do. They, 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 they're, they're still kids and they're still wiry and stuff. And I suppose the difference is uh, between a Fab or actually even Taki Minamino. Now that you bring it up, uh, he he is a little bit different. It's not like Taki's like looks like he's been hanging out down the uh, down the the pub and the chipper recently, but he is a little bit more. Uh, he's, he's certainly less slight. Yeah. than he was and I think that's all uh, uh, someone like Tyler would need is just that little sort of sinewy layer of, of, of muscle that you know he doesn't have to go full mo on it he just needs to yeah. be you know he needs to be able to hold his own and actually I'll be I'll, I'll be honest now that you've raised the point I, I I thought he had pretty decent strength on the ball and and yeah. very the confidence is great right oh, when he made that one tackle that was brilliant oh, um fantastic you, you mean the the one um, right in front of our goal yes yes yeah, <laughs> tremendous interception that was that was that's like that's the kind of thing that you know uh certain individuals who will remain nameless but we're all very fond of from this neck of the of, of, from this parish uh have been complaining about our midfielders not doing and there there he is there he is doing it <laughs> tracking back it's wonderful to watch and we saw oxley chamberlain doing something almost exactly the same in the previous game um and this is this is good stuff this is exactly the good stuff i mean realistically speaking if uh lads are coming back fit Tyler's opportunities are going to be comparatively limited, you'd imagine. Um, but it is lovely to see him getting a run and see him um, again to test himself uh, in a game where, look, let's be honest. I, I know Cam, you didn't, you didn't get get the opportunity to see this one, but let's be honest. Those guys were coming with a mission of vengeance. They were coming with an absolute um, uh, a brief to not get stuffed. Um, and, 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 you know, so they, and they, and they brought all their dark arts with them and, and our lads were, were up to the task. It was, it was very satisfactory. So I, I've got one question for the two of you. 
on the back of that then just to to wrap this up because obviously i did want to get on to the whole idea of of ralph Ragnick and we'll 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 let the dust settle on that one and come back to it um in a, in, a, in a week or two when we get to see what that might even look like because nobody knows what that looks like yet um but i have just one last reds related question there's no point in us talking about the game that's coming up tomorrow because the show will be out too close to the game which is happens to be the southampton one if you're listening to it so we're not talking about that because it's tomorrow um and 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 you probably won't have heard the show by then uh so the question i have for you coming off the back of that is um with a view to the last champions league game now i'm curious right nobody saw the strength of lineup the clock went with um against porto nobody thought sadio and mo would both start and yet there they were our uh thankfully comparatively indestructible duo up top um doing their thing uh the San Siro is quite the European landmark. It won't be there for much longer. Um, there will be an opportunity for several lads to go and, and play in a stadium that they maybe have never played in before and would dearly want to, I'd imagine, just for bucket list reasons. But also, you do have to be practical. And our our uh, fixture list is bananas. We have Southampton on Saturday, as I said, but next Wednesday then we play Everton midweek. And uh, we're on again, turn around really quickly against Wolves on Saturday. Those two are away games before we go away to the San Siro on the Tuesday. And again, we're in action at home against Stevie Gerrard's Villa on the Saturday. Now, this is just bananas. And it's, and it keeps going, by the way, all the way through. Oh, December. yeah, December Jared. is insane. It's bananas. So with that in mind, we could have the potential of a break there between the 4th, Saturday the 4th, after uh, Wolves away, and the 11th, Saturday the 11th, uh, against Villa at home for quite a few of our um, first-teamers. I mean, I'm curious to know what you think. Uh, I'll start with you, Cam. Do you reckon, he, do you reckon he, he really does lean into the opportunity? We are top of the group, after all. That's not even an issue. Um, the record, does it matter a damn being the only team who's ever done it from this neck of the woods? Does, does he care about that kind of shit? Does he just want to maybe give the kids a run out? Does he want to really go and win? What do you, what do you think happens there? Um, I think it'll be a mixture um, because he'll want to keep players like Ox going because Ox is a rhythm player and he's beginning to find a bit of rhythm. Um, AC Milan have got something to play for, I believe, haven't they? They can still... Yeah, they, they can all still qualify. They, they can all still yeah. qualify. So, you know, they, you know, unless we're being really, really shitty and snide and we don't want to see Mione and uh, the Porto guy to get through to the next round, then, um, you know, and you play the kids, don't you? And uh, you let a weak AC Milan qualify. For the next round, but that just then makes it easier for um, whoever gets AC Milan, say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the other thing as well is it's it's three million quid a game if you win. Yeah. And we're we're Liverpool Football Club. Why do we want to lose games? Regardless, I mean, um, we should we it's he will play the best available eleven that he has at his disposal. And he will take into consideration all the metrics, you know, all the science data, you know, the chronic load and everything like that, people in the red zone, 
um, you know. But at the same time, he'll 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 be conscious of the fact that there's certain players that need to play to keep that going. And I think we play better when we have two games a week. I've noticed when we've had a no game in midweek, for example, we tend to struggle at the weekend. Yeah. We lose I've our rhythm. That too. Yeah. We lose our rhythm very, very quickly as a team. So he'll he'll keep it I think he'll he'll play at least five, six, seven, at least seven regular first teamers, I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And uh, let me let me zone in and give you a slightly different version of that um, question, Lisa Marie. And if there was one of the kids that you'd definitely like to see play against Milan, who would it be? And if there's one guy you'd definitely like to rest against Milan, uh, who would that be? Oh, um, you know, I I think I'd like to see Tyler Morton get another run yeah. out. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, and again, maybe Nico again, because because I think he's needing that rhythm as well. I mean, I think that's if, if we do need him to come in for Trent, you know, it's going to do him more good to have a run of games, so to speak. Um, I'd be interested to see if he maybe rests Allison and has um, Quiven Caliher come in instead. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that did I pronounce his name right? <laughs> that well, you did. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 I, you did the, you did the famous trick of saying it quickly so you don't get caught up. Um, on, uh, it's good. It's good. I like that. It's it's a good technique. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually would love to see. Uh, big Quivian getting a game. I would love it. I think it'd be fantastic. It's a real opportunity. You're right. I hadn't even thought about that one. Um, I hadn't thought about that one at all. And I'd love, I think it'd be big, it could be big for him. Because again, in the same way as you made the point about Nico, he could be needed. And if he was, um, obviously the more times he's played in recent, in recent memory, the better. So yeah, that's interesting. I do like that. I look forward to uh, chatting about all of these games with you guys in the in the weeks to come. But we had said we'll keep it to the tight hour, and we will do exactly that because you've you, you've all got families to get back to and 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 evenings to have. Um, so we'll we'll wrap it up. But two things before we go and take get your final thoughts. Two things. First thing is as we've been having this chat here, um, it was literally all I could do to not kind of um snort my tea through my nose at one point. Because uh, a pal of mine has just sent me on several recent, apparently it's quite the internet sensation, but I, I, I don't really, I'm, you know, I'm old. So I, I just see what's on my Twitter timeline and I don't follow trends. I don't have TikTok. I barely have Instagram. So I, I don't see a lot of this stuff. I've been sent a set of four photographs by my pal. Um, and speaking of, uh, you know, late early '90s reunions and 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 and, and early '80s school days, uh, Lisa Marie and Cam, this is uh, some pictures of Madonna. Have you seen these? These are no. recent. <laughs> is that one re- of a under a bed or something? She's. Tr- it's. It's. Th- there's four pictures, including one which is basically Madonna's arse and legs sticking out under a bed. This is a very very strange promo. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on here. And clearly, she looks ridiculously well. Fair play. Well done, Madonna, and all the rest of it. But I could probably have done without the bodiless arse and legs under the bed shot. 
I really have no idea what that was about. So that that distracted me. I thought I'd mention that just because it did. <laughs> uh, and, and and second thing is, um, second thing is, I have a question for you. I, I, you can keep it brief. It's just popped up on my Twitter timeline. Just a quick question for you, because again, you know, people people like to get to know the the the, the individuals they're listening to on these shows, and all of these things fit uh, fit in in that. Question popped up in the Twitter timeline. A random question for both of you. First time you were on a plane, where did you go? India. India, specifically to? Uh, landed at Delhi. Uh, nice. And then, we then got in an ambassador taxi, and it was a six-hour drive to Punjab, and it was, it was the most scariest experience of my tender 11 years. Oh, you were only 11. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. That must, 1980. That must have felt quite mad. Wow. Okay. Right. 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 Yeah. That's, that's, that's very dramatic. I, I certainly can't rival that. If, you, Marie. if you're not unsure what an ambassador is, it's like a, a Morris Minor VW Beetle, but the Indian version. And it's awful. And they're still around today. Right. Okay. Okay. That's that's that. That's that's a dramatic one. And like I say, I can't rival it. Uh, Lisa Marie, what was your first uh, time in a plane? Where did you go? Well, mine was slightly less exotic. I flew to Detroit. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Which that, is like where my parents are from. Those, my parents are from there originally, so I right. flew up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was a family trip when you were young. It, well, it was just me. Um, I had been um my parents had I had stayed behind for something it was summer um some summer activity or whatever it ended up so they had driven up and um I flew up to join them so can can I ask you what age you were I was 14 okay now I had actually to be fair and I don't remember this but I did fly on a plane from Cleveland to Detroit when I was like I don't know eight or nine months old but I have no recollection of that well so. i think we let you off with that one yeah <laughs> i've got you both beat my first flight was to edinburgh to see a, a young irish lass that i was going out with at the time who was in in the university there um and i was drum roll please my first time on a plane i was 21 years of age oh. thank, thank you very much uh people i tell people i'm from a field and i was very poor and they don't believe me there you have it folks proof positive in fact when i saw that what was your first time in a play your first time in a plane where did you go i thought uh, but my first thing that came into my head lads was i went down the back because my auntie told me it was safer that's what i was going to say <laughs> 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 I swear to God, I swear to God, that is true. Um, <clears throat> go down the back, Trev. It, it'd be safer if there was a crash. That's what I was told by my auntie, and she meant very well. God bless her. Um, we should wrap it up. Your final thoughts come in there. What have you got for us? Uh, have you a quote or have you a plug or have you anything in particular you want to say? Um, no, I've, I've got nothing apart from just to say, Tiago Alcantara, you are a beautiful football player. That's nice. I think we we can all accept that and go into the Friday evening watching slow motion replays of that thing again, a thing of beauty. And Lisa Marie, your last uh, wrap up thoughts for the day. Just just a thought, um, kind of in the spirit of the Thanksgiving holiday that we celebrated here in the U.S. yesterday is that I would like to say I am grateful for a good number of things in my life. But one of the most recent ones is this lovely Anfield Index family, the interactions, the banter, and of course, the opportunity to join you lads for these chats.
It is a good thing. It is a good thing to have all these people to talk to. Um, I was reminded of it when uh, we were doing the live chats on or the live show on Discord there, and you, you can have these uh, little bits of fun. Um, and it is always a good thing to do. And uh, by the way, the feeling is very mutual. It's great to have you on board. Um, great to have you back in, in the saddle as well, Cam, um, for sure. Very much enjoyed the chat as always. My last thing that I'll leave you with is a piece of very serious advice. Remember, if you are on a plane, sit at the back because it's safer. Um, I've been Trev Downey. You heard Lisa Marie. And then I couldn't get through it there. <laughs> I'm trying to get through it safely. You heard Lisa Marie Hannan. You heard Cam Branch. No guy drinkle this week, but he'll be back with us next time. So until then, mind yourselves, take care and stay safe out there. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.